Yo, 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 my people, what's going down? Streaming from West Coast, California. Yo, you've just tuned in to another episode of the Hip Hop Spot Podcast. With me, your host, Brown96. Streaming into all motherfucking radios, all tablets, and all cell phones. Yo, this is where we interview inspiring entrepreneurs within the entertainment field. Yo, today is no different. It's all about that dopeness. We have Paul Avila with Polly's Project. Straight from Los Angeles. He has a dope story to share with everyone. And it's a touching story. It's just so heartfelt and so much inspiration through this project. Yo, y'all gonna like it. I hope you guys share this inspiration to another person have them listen in and then i mean go check out paul's go on paulie's project on ig and all social media sites yo he has a dope story and i hope you tune in because it's gonna be that dopeness now with no time to waste we go into the hip-hop spot podcast this is episode number 32 yeah 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 We got Paul Avila here on the line. Yo, Paul has his new project, Paulie's project, you know what I mean? With his son taking place in LA, the streets of LA. Hey, what's up, Paul? Hey, how you doing, man? Yo, so uh can you talk to us about like the how how your story began, man? Can you tell us how that went down? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, Paulie's project now started uh say about five years ago and uh, you know, it was definitely inspired by my my blind and autistic son Paulie. You know, at a young age we found out that uh music was just a, a key, was very crucial to kinda keep him calm, you know, and soothe him and, and like they say music's a universal language. So, you know, at a young age, you know, not being able to see and talk, um, you know, uh Paulie just always was wearing his headphones. So kind of fast forward, you know, uh, back to, to five years ago. And, um, you know, one day I was working in Skid Row. You know, I'm a big um, uh, person who likes to help out down there and donate my time and volunteer. And I saw this guy with headphones and it was something just touched my heart. You know, I was like, wow, you know, music's so powerful. And I don't care if you're blind or autistic like Polly to, you know, homeless guy on a street corner. Like music just, uh, like I say, kind of soothes the soul. So I went home that night and I was just kind of tossing and turning. I was like, man, something was planted in my heart. So I thought it would be kind of a cool idea, you know, the inspiration of Paulie and his love for music to donate uh, radios to the homeless of L.A., you know, specifically there in Skid Row. So, um, you know, me and Paulie would hit the streets. And um, like I said, this started about five years ago. And now I think we've given about 10,000 radios. So it's it's pretty amazing, man. It's uh, people love it. And, you know, that little radio is pretty powerful when you're homeless because, you know, again, they can hear the news on it. They can hear sports, you know, just different things that kind of, you know, keep them, bring some joy in their life, you know? Yeah, no, for sure, man. Now, um, I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, such a simple thing can uh, lighten up someone's life so much. And uh, so now where do you, uh, do you get these radios donated or where do you search these uh, for these radios? Yeah, yeah. Basically, I have a, a connection downtown LA in the wholesale, like electric district or electronic district, and uh, basically just try to get donations. You know, I have my, my website, uh, uh, Paulie's Project, where people can donate. Um, that's basically what I do is just try to collect, you know, funds and purchase these radios. I mean, I'll 
obviously take donations of radios, but you know, it seems like I'm, I'm able to get the, the best price when I buy them in bulk. So I also buy the, the AAA batteries that go in them as well. And, you know, a lot of people who don't know and not familiar with Skid Row, they said, man, you should get them, you know, iPods and this and that. And I'm like, well, you haven't been down to Skid Row. You know, unfortunately, if you're homeless, you can't charge it. Uh, you can't download music. They just need your old school AM, FM, battery operated radio, you know, and it goes a long way. So I try to, you know, always donate and give them extra batteries if they need them. So that's, that's, that's the best thing is just to, to donate, you know, to our, our, uh, on our website, you know, we have a PayPal link, and then I can, you know, purchase them. Hmm. All right. Not for sure, man. This is really interesting. You know, like, um, like me personally, um, like I would take my kids to um, like uh, certain places where you know there's a lot of population of homelessness, uh, and we would take to like just just take um, snacks, you know, sandwiches, stuff like that. And it's like it's time consuming. Not only time consuming, but um, you know, it's just. How how do you find time in your day or you know in, in your business life to like actually go out and 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 do all these things? Yeah, you know, it's just kind of you know what are your priorities in life? You know, it's just a real big passion of mine, and you know I'm super busy. You know, I work a full time job, and when I get off, I, I take care of Polly. You know, we have a caregiver that helps us as well. But um, in my spare time, you know, falls at, at at mom's house. You know, I just I shoot to Skid Row. You know, everybody says, "Hey, man, you should relax and have some downtime." And I said, "That is my downtime." You know, and and homeless people to me in that area have built relationships with them, so they're not just some random homeless people. They're like family. And they look forward to seeing me every week. And, uh, you know, now we go every two weeks. I have volunteers come and, you know, it's beyond just giving a radio, you know, we get blankets and clothing and um, hygiene kits and shoes, you know, your basic necessities that we take for granted. So I go down there quite often and we give as much as we can. All right, man. Yo, that's really inspiring, man. It's just not a lot of people, you know, step up to do something like that. I mean, I guess... I guess it comes down to uh, something has to happen in your life for you to become that way, right? Or, or what do you think about that? Yeah, well, kind of to go back in time also as part of the story, you know, I had a, a uncle who was homeless um, in Skid Row. So at a young age, I think that planted the seed as well. You know, he was in and out of prison and, you know, big time gangster in East L.A. And, and uh, unfortunately, when he'd get out of prison, you know, he'd go to Skid Row because he was homeless, you know, and um, he spent a lot of time down there. And me and my mom would he'd call us and we'd drop off, you know, cigarette cartons or clothing or whatever to him. And, you know, mind you, I was like six, seven years old and I'd look around and I was like, man, this place is scary, you know, but... As I got older, it's just something in my heart where I want to go back to that area and give back. And I really didn't have fear because I saw it growing up. So um, I think that had a big influence on me, too. Huh. Okay. So now, uh, what what is your, your regular 9-to-5 job? <clears throat> yeah, actually, we have a, a jewelry business. So I actually design custom jewelry and all that good stuff. So, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't have to do with the homeless, but that's, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, uh, my day job. Now, let's go back to when you when you found out... Um, how old was Polly when you found out he was autistic? Yeah, well, that was a tough one because he was um, he was born blind, and to tell you the truth, we didn't know until maybe like two months later. You know, we thought as as a young baby, you know, their eyes kind of wander. And I remember talking to the doctor, I said, "Yeah, something's not right," and we took him for uh, to the pediatrician for an uh, appointment, and he did like a little light exam on him, and he turned white white as a ghost and like man this this is not good news and he says you know go to children's um hospital and i said what's going on he says i don't want to say anything just go there and i think he knew he didn't want to tell us so right away we went to children's hospital and boom black and white you know they told us hey i'm sorry but your son is blind 
And I remember it was just like somebody punching me in the gut, you know, as a young father is 21 and hearing that I was just, you know, I was, I was heartbroken and, um, it was very difficult, you know, for me and his mom at a young age. And four years later, you know, we, we went to the doctor and, uh, they said, I think he should, should see the neurologist because he should be, you know, talking and walking and doing all these other things. I said, man, like, now what is it, you know? And, and uh, we took him and they said he was autistic, you know, at age four. And we just uh, assumed everything was because of the blindness. Like, he was delayed in everything because he couldn't see. But yeah. uh, unfortunately, the doctor said, no, it was other issues. And it was, uh, you know, he says it's an uphill battle. You know, normally you get somebody who's blind or autistic, but it's very rare that you have both. So it's it's been difficult. Hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, it's been a difficult battle, seems. Um, and now, what link do you, uh, if any, do you see with um, with autism and, um, and uh, uh, immunizations? I'm sorry, autism and what? And like the shots, like the immunization? Oh, immunization, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I'm... It's, I'm sure there's a connection there. You know, I've, I've heard a lot of things, um, pros and cons, and I guess it's just your personal belief. And, you know, that's a whole, whole different story, but I know it's, I just look into everything you do, you know, and do your homework and research and do, do all your stuff. Cause we don't know exactly what they're putting in this stuff and, and you gotta be very aware, you know, and, and, you know, do your homework, you know? Hmm, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Cause, uh, like I mentioned to you when we first talked that, um, I know a um, handful of people that um, that I've never actually known that their children were autistic. And um, mm-hmm. it's, I'm not sure if it's a Latino thing that we just, you know, don't openly talk about these issues um, or what it is. But uh, what is your input on that? Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> I have to admit, you know, when I was younger, you know, it was almost not to say a pride thing, but you're just, you're confused, you're embarrassed, you don't know how to bring it out there, you're still questioning things, and, you know, as I got older, you know, you, you really feel like you're on an island by yourself, you know, nobody can relate with you, and, and you know, the more I started digging and getting involved and, you know, talking to different groups and stuff, I was like, you know what, I want to bring this to the forefront, you know, and God blessed me with Polly's project, and in turn, I've met a lot of parents, and, and they're, they're proud of me, saying, man, that's cool, like, most people... You know, if you have a blind or autistic son, you, you know, not literally, but throw him in the closet like you want to talk about it and you're bringing it to the forefront and bringing awareness and this is good, you know, and um, like I said, it didn't need to be discussed. I mean, it's such a common thing now where you hear kids are autistic and it's like, why, you know, why is it so many now and what can we do, you know, I always tell parents, if you think your child is autistic at a young age, be proactive, you know, get involved see what you can do um there is a lot of help and, and stuff and schooling and stuff you can do don't wait too long you know yeah yeah no no, no for sure man no doubt uh, so now when you say that there's more more kids uh coming out as autistic nowadays um do you think that it, it that it's because is uh it's being talked about more and we we know more of the what autism looks like um but like let's say uh, 20, 30 years ago, could it just be that we didn't see, you know, what autism was like, the, um, the things that autism, you know, affects on the children? Yeah, like the signs of it. I, yeah, I think signs. it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think there were just people that weren't diagnosed way back then because it's like how the numbers like skyrocketed. So, um, I think there was obviously autism back then as well, um, but maybe it wasn't identified as that. 
Um, and now I just think it's, it's something's going on. Like, I don't know if it's, if it's in the foods or just something that's, it's, it's like, why is, you know, one out of so many kids have autism now, you know? So some, something's going on and, and, you know, there, there needs to be more research and, you know, I'm just about bringing awareness and obviously I know my son's autistic, so what can we do about it and, and how can we help others and spread awareness and, you know, um, it's, it's a big fight, you know, it's, it's tough to deal with. And, you know, as Paulie's gotten older, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to get easier. It's, it's actually gotten a lot more difficult, you know, with his hormones raging and he gets a little more aggressive and, you know, it could get very violent. You know, we've had to put him on medication and he wears a helmet. You know, I can't imagine his frustration if you're, you know, almost a big 21 year old and you can't see and talk, you know, so mm-hmm. he gets very upset and, um, it's, it's tough, you know? How do you and your son communicate? What's the best way of communication? Um, I mean, I'm around him 24-7, so I just know, like, his little signs, his little gestures, his little faces he makes. But he does have one sign that he knows, like, he'll, you know, people say, well, you know, have him do sign language. And I'm like, well, unfortunately, sign language is a visual, you know. Yeah. He can't see the sign language, so that doesn't help. But, um, like, he'll tap his chest. I mean, yes, yeah, so a lot of times he'll say, hey, Polly, are you thirsty? And I'll tap his chest, like, yes. Or do you have to use a restroom? And I'll tap his chest, yes. Um, but, you know, with technology, he actually has a new machine. It's called a GoTalk machine. So it's like a flat board. Kind of reminds me of a big iPad in it. And it has, like, little um, buttons he can push. And this one, say, has, like, 32 different commands. So he pushes in its auditory. Like, say, button number one says, I'm thirsty. Button number two says, I want to hear my music, and so on. So, you know, it's pretty cool. It's been a breakthrough that he can connect with us. And pushing it, it tells us, and then we give it to him. So, you know, I always laugh because it's probably like, man, you idiots, why didn't you give me this a long time ago, you know, because <laughs> this is a total breakthrough where he yeah. can communicate with us. So sometimes he has me running all over, like oppressed, like, I want a snack, I want this, I want that. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, Polly, slow down, you know. <laughs> but um, no, it's been great because, you know, before we didn't know if he had to use the restroom, you know, he's still in diapers and stuff, and now he'll press the button, like, I need to use the restroom. So, um, yeah, so that's been new, and that's been great, you know, and we're hoping once he memorizes the 32 commands and they have like a 50 command board and you know and we can expand his vocabulary so that's that's been huge man that's super dope man that's cool that um that you know you're you're up on new technologies like uh like that because uh you know not a lot of people are really on it like that you know like they they expect for it to come to them not to go search for yeah. it you know exactly exactly yeah and i mean if you're connected with the right people you know like through the schooling and you know he has speech therapy occupational therapy mobility therapy physical therapy so he does get the services and um you know we're able to talk to a lot of people and they're always you know advising all the new stuff that's going on but like i said when it comes down to it music is 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 our tool with him you know people always ask me like what's all these favorite music and i'm like man he listens to a lot of different genres of music of course hip-hop you know being influenced by me is at the top of the chain but now nah, he'll listen he'll go from like oldies to reggae to like old school funk to rock to i mean i would say anything with a good rhythm or beat but it was funny man one time i wanted to change it up on him and i said you know i'm gonna throw some country on for paulie mm-hmm. on his headphones man he threw that thing back at me so quick i was like whoa like <laughs> all right paulie i get it like you're not feeling the country that's cool that's cool but uh yeah it's pretty funny <laughs> he knows what he likes he tries to have you metal, man. See what he does. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So now, um, so you mentioned that that you that you came across a lot of hip hop artists. Um, how was that experience? Yeah. 
was great, man. Um, we've had a big uh, support group from the hip-hop community, and they love what we're about. And you know, they're like, hey, we're about music. We're about music. You know, let's make something happen. Happen, And we want to, you know, hopefully do like a little, um, little con- benefit concert or something, you know. And, and our story is big. You know, it's not just about, you know, obviously giving back to the homeless is huge, but it's also about blindness and autism and just, you know, bringing awareness to so many different things. But, um, yeah, man, um, you know, my buddy Two Max and uh, um, my buddy Rocka from Dilated. There's just a lot of artists that, that have been real cool with me and they're, they're down to do something and support us. Yeah. So more or less, when is this event going down? It's uh, still in the works, actually, you know, looking for a venue. That's my main thing. You know, it's like I know we'll get the hardest on, on deck. It's just, you know, finding a, a, a place to, to have it, I guess. You know, this is something we're kind of working on and throwing out ideas. So it's nothing's official yet. You know, it's just something we're trying to, you know, make happen. So I think it would be pretty awesome. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. So yeah, so inspiring, man. Ten thousand radios, huh? Man, that's that's yeah, ten thousand radios and counting, man. And like I said, it's uh, the radios. I I was doing like hitting it hard for so long. You know, every weekend we'd go out there, and you know, I still see my radios all the time. They have my little sticker on them. So when uh, I come by, you know, when I'm in the streets of Skid Row, a lot of them are like, "How's Polly doing?" Because you know, I can't bring them out there as often as I used to. I think with the noise now and just the smells, and you know, it's pretty pretty crazy place. And sometimes it's too overwhelming for Polly. So I'll bring them down here and there, but a lot of the people ask for them. And uh, like I said, we're out there um, the first and the third Sunday of the month. Uh, I get a group together, and if whoever wants to go out and volunteer, we meet at uh, Farmer Boys on Alameda downtown. Like I said, the first will be going this Sunday, and the third Sunday of the month, and we get together, maybe about 15, 20 of us, and you know, we, we uh, get sandwiches, waters, hygiene kits, blankets, socks, shoes, all that good stuff, and we're just constantly needing donations, so you know, if you ever want to hook up with us, you know, come on down, and I'm sure at the end of the interview, I'll get my information and they can uh, reach out to me. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. When you started doing it, did you expect for it to be this big? Not really, man. It was just a small idea, and it's you know, we've been on, you know, Channel 5, Channel 9, Channel 11. We're on CNN. We've gotten a word from the mayor. Um, we've been on every radio state. You know, it's just, it's it's gotten really big, and it's, it's pretty awesome to see the response. And I think people are just tired of seeing so much negativity in the world, and they just want to feed off something positive, you know. And, you know, with Polly, it's a difficult situation, but like they say, it's kind of turning that, that lemon into lemonade. Like, what are you going to do with it? So, um I'm surprised and I'm not surprised at the same time. For someone trying to uh, go out, you know, being inspired through your story, trying to go out and do the same, what would you suggest to them? Um, you know, I'd say uh, just kind of do whatever your heart tells you. That's what I did, you know. Um, well, basically how I started, I, I started hitting the streets by myself for like three or four years, and I just wanted to connect with the people. And it wasn't so much about giving, giving, giving. It was more about just kind of hearing their stories and like, how did you get here? Like, what's your background story? And um, I think once I established trust and relationships with people, then I started getting others to come. Like, hey, do you want to come with me? And then I had a little group of four, and we turned into six, and we turned into 12 and then now we're at 20 um but it's kind of like i paved the way because they're like man this is easy though homeless people are so nice to us and we thought it was gonna be scary and they said well you gotta backtrack about five years because i couldn't work to you know like establish these relationships with them so they're cool with us now you know like 
Like, you can't just roll up in the middle of Skid Row and say, hey, guys, you know, by yourself. Like, I have all this <laughs> stuff to give away. You know, you're going to get rolled up. So you yeah. got to know how to work it. And, you know, you got to have trust. And, you know, that's why I tell people because they get all excited about, you know, like I had a big Christmas event and people come out once a year. And I say, you know, it's great that you come with me once a year, but we still have, you know, 364 other days to give back as well. So, you yeah. know, um, you got to, you know, just keep that mentality that you got to give back as much as you can. Yeah, that's just um, it's a different world, you know. It's a different uh, way of living, and then um, sadly, you know, people end up in those positions. But um, yeah, I mean, that's a great thing that you that you actually have people that follow you with this movement, and um, and then they branch off, and then you know they have their own people that follow. So it's kind of like a chain reaction of positivity, you know. That that's that's a good thing, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I've had people, you know, I said, hey, it doesn't stop with Polly's projects, you know, go on and your own thing and you're your own influence and you have your little circle but you know like homelessness is a huge crisis here in LA I think the last count is we're about 60,000 homeless in LA County I mean that's insane we're Mm. we're the homeless capital of America I don't think people put it in like perspective but I mean anybody who hasn't been downtown in years like you get off on the freeway they're like, wow, what's that homeless encampment? Wow, there's another one. I mean, they're everywhere. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, they said we haven't seen anything because in 2018, you know, a lot of the rents are going to spike up in L.A. County. People can't afford them. And it's not typically your typical homeless people anymore. It's, you know, families now who can't afford rent and start living in their car. Then after that, they lose the car and then they have to go to the street. So, you know, we're going to see a whole new wave of homelessness, and it's it's sad. So I'm just trying to address the issue and bring awareness and be proactive, you know. So we just definitely need to get the whole community involved. Man, like, um, it's one thing to say that one goes out, you know, every so often and stuff. But, like, how do you have that uh, that will, that um, that consistency with, with what you're doing? I mean, where do you find that within yourself? Yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's the passion in my heart, man. I went through, you know, hard times when Polly was born. Um, I just, man, I was a young father and I took it, took it rough. And, you know, I have my old backstory, but in a nutshell, you know, I went to drinking and made a lot of stupid mistakes. And one night, you know, I got a really bad, you know, drunken rage car truck accident. I almost died and I woke up and, uh, you know, that was my thing in my head is like, man, if I live through this, I want to. I want to do something with my life to impact it. Like God saved me for a reason, obviously to be a great father and, and say a life for Polly, but to, to give back. So when I see these people and I look in their eyes, I see the pain maybe that I was going through. And, you know, I have a, I have a lot of responsibility with that and, and wanting to give back and help others. And it's just, it's not something I even think about. Like if I have any spare time, boom, my truck's going straight to Skid Row and it's not, again, I don't care if I have, you know, a hundred shirts to donate in my truck or if I have nothing. I just want to go and and strike conversation with somebody and, and, you know, bring them some joy and make them smile and talk to them so they don't think they're alone. Yeah, even spending some uh, few minutes with someone that's, you know, hasn't had that interaction for, for days or, you know, whatnot. Even that moment, just talking to someone that, you know, that's that's a just a positive moment for someone, you know, like that can move move someone in many yeah ways. definitely i think that's you know when i talk to homeless people they said the, the toughest part about being homeless is loneliness you know cars drive by us all day but is anybody actually saying hi to us you know they treat us like trash and we're not we're human beings we feel you know we hurt you know and and you know when i go down a block you know they whistle and they're like hey ball's here and 
And they see my truck pull up and they all come out of their tents. I mean, it's a good feeling. Like they, they really, it's, it's a love thing, man. They're like family to me. I'm like family to them. And, you know, cause I'll bring new volunteers with me and we'll go in certain shady areas, you know, if it's under freeways or like abandoned buildings and crazy spots and people are like, Hey Paul, there's no way in hell I'm getting out of the truck, man. It looks scary. And I'm like, no, 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 relax. Don't worry. And there'll be pit bulls everywhere. And uh, one guy will whistle, Hey Paul's here. And they all come out of their tents. And you know, my friends are like, wow, you really know these people. Like they love you. And I'm like, yeah, man, like I've been down here for years. Like they, it's again, building that trust, that relationship with them. And you can't just roll up in this hood and think like you're going to get love. Like, you know, <laughs> I'll put in definitely a lot of work. Mm, yeah, man, that's, that's interesting how, how, how things, how from one day you can be rock bottom and then the next day you can be like, you know what I mean, loved by many. So that's, that's just an interesting story, man. That's, that's dope, man. I love it. Yeah, I know that a lot of people don't like talking about this topic, but religion, where does religion stand for you? Um, yeah, man. I mean, I have no shame in my game, man. I, I'm strong in my faith, you know, um, Christian base, you know, my mom set the foundation for us at, at a young age and just always established that in our hearts. So yeah, I may have fell off a lot of times in my life, but I always had that where, you know, um, I just had my faith in God and I trusted in him and I knew he'd help me with my way out of, you know, my, my trials and errors. And, um, I, I owe a lot to him and I always pray with Paulie and, yeah, man, it, it means a lot, and I know there's, you know, people have different ways of believing and stuff, but um, that was just the way I, I grew up, and if I have a homeless guy and he's going through a rough day, I said, man, do you, do you mind if you want to lay down a prayer? And a lot of times you'd be surprised, nine times out of ten, they'll say, please, man, and a lot of them do have faith. I mean, they're reading scripture and Bibles and quoting all this stuff, and I'm like, wow, and a lot of them say, man, that, this is all I have. So I'm like, it's, it's pretty powerful, you know, um, faith is pretty strong in the streets, that's for sure. So now I want to go into this quote, man, that, that really made me think what you have in your, um, in one of your social media sites, life's challenges are not supposed to paralyze you. They're supposed to help you discover who you are, man. That's deep, man. Where'd you get that from? Man, that's heavy. Cause everybody always says, man, where you come up with these crazy quotes and I mean, not crazy in a good way, but yeah, man, sometimes I'll just Google something on my mind and I'll find some pretty amazing quotes and I'll just try to, you know, post them and just spread some positiveness. But yeah, I mean, when I find these quotes, I, I digest it myself and say, wow, that was heavy, man. Like this one would be a great one to post today. And I'll get a bunch of messages through Instagram and they're like, wow, like that quote just changed my whole day. Like that's powerful, you know, and uh, they look at me and Polly and what I go through Paul with Polly. And they're saying, man, it's, it's pretty amazing that all the stuff you go through with Polly and you're still giving back to others and finding the time. And that's why I say, you know, a lot of us procrastinate and make excuses like, I don't have time. I'm too busy. I can't. I say, well, use me as an example. I should be the last person, you know, not the last person, but sometimes my plate is completely full with Polly. But I still make time and and want to give back to others. And, you know, we all have to have that inside of us. But, um, yeah, man, it's just it's the truth. Like I can easily just lay down and say, you know, woe is me and I, life sucks and this and that, but you know, it's about turning that negative into a positive mm-hmm. and just having a positive, you know, chain reaction from others. I applaud that, man. That's, that's super moving, man. Um, so now future plans, what is your, uh, your plan for something, you know, that can evolve from, from this movement? 
Yeah, man. Um, just really trying to expand Polly's project, and and again, my my main thing is bringing awareness. You know, people are like, "Well, are you going to go to other cities and other states?" And I'm like, eventually, you know, if it goes there, if Polly's project grows, I have no problem with it growing. But you know, my priority is L.A. Like, this is my city. It's there's so much need. Like, this is my focus. You know, if it goes expands elsewhere, that's great later. But right now, this is my major concern but you know uh recently we just got a little donation from like george lopez and i'm starting to get some of the, the hollywood scene involves some some actors and again some musicians and entertainers and stuff so you know once you get somebody on a large platform and they help you throw it out there i mean i think quality's project's really going to grow so you know like i said even having the support of george lopez recently and he's been kind of sharing my stuff um he loves what we're doing and we're about and you know to see somebody you know like a, a latino in our community with such a large platform and and to me i'm like man i'm a little guy nobody's like are you kidding me like you you inspire me and i'm like wow like that's pretty amazing you know um so it's cool man i'm just hoping to you know expand it here in our town and and um you know i could just see through instagram we're growing and i'm getting messages all the time and you know my thing is to help others you know a lot of people message me like hey paul i'm going through this in life like what do you think i know you've gone through so much yourself and you know, I try to, you know, give advice and just, again, spread the positiveness, you know, whatever I can do to help others. That's what I'm all about. No doubt, man. That's what I'm trying to do with this podcast, man. Spread the love through hip hop. <laughs> for That's sure. Right. For sure. <laughs> That's right, man. Yo, man. So what was that website again? Polly's Project. Was that a .com or .org? Uh, it's actually .org, and I know a lot of people spell Polly's wrong, but I, I spell it P-A-U-L-Y-S mm -hmm. and then Project. Dot org and uh yeah same thing you know facebook and instagram would be at paulie's project but um yeah man if you want to be inspired daily i always try to post stuff you know sometimes in my mind i'm like i don't want to post too much like overdo it you know people put like 20 things a day yeah. but people are like man no we love it like you know it's not like your poster like oh hey guys i'm at starbucks you know, like, your <laughs> yeah. poster deep like we look forward to seeing your post every day so it's inspiring so that's what i'm all about man yeah, let's use social media the right way. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, man. No doubt, man. Yo, I, lo I love your story, man. And uh, nothing but positive vibes to you and yours, man. And uh, keep up the, the movement, man. We love it, man. We just want to see more of it, you know, from other people. I hope, like, hundreds of people listen to this right here so they can get moved by your story as well and uh, i appreciate it man uh, taking out your time to um to you know bless us with this story here man yeah definitely man no doubt i'm i'm always humbled myself when i get to share our story so i i appreciate you letting me come on here and uh here been hearing your show man i love your music and i'm a deep hip-hop fan i'm all about you know 90s underground stuff i was just at a project load event so i'm all about that stuff and uh you know music heals my soul as well so oh, yeah. uh, i appreciate what you do you know it's, it's awesome yeah hip-hop saved my life man <laughs> so i'll tell you that much definitely no doubt all right paul you have a good night man i appreciate everything all right you too bro take care all right peace peace <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, how you guys like it? Yo, I told you, I told you, nothing but that dopest. <laughs> yeah. Yo, and that was Paul Avila with Polly's Project. Don't forget to check out paulysproject.org and also to check out Polly's Project on all social media sites. Hit them up. 
you know, show your support, you know what I mean? And it's nothing but love, man. So, this concludes another episode of the Hip Hop Spot Podcast. And me, I'm checking out for today's episode. I go by Brown96. Into the next episode, we're going to have a dope, dope, dope motherfucking guest. And um, tune in. Tune in to see who that is. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Arte. <laughs> Arte. Yeah. <laughs> Peace.